Buzz Buzz Babies. We are back for another episode of Blake's Buzz. And this week, we've got a Kickstarter gem in the house, Chris Moses. He's got a really great sci-fi campaign going. Uh, he's released a couple issues so far. We are on uh, the third issue of his, of his awesome series called the Saturn Effect Alpha. And we're also getting another offshoot of it, premiere of Saturn Effect Helena. Very cool, uh, awesome art, wonderful lettering, really cool story, lots of moving parts, but not too many that it drives you crazy. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Kickstarter, the joys, the stressors, and the current Kickstarter climate. There's some hot topics, but more importantly, let's introduce everybody to Chris. Chris, after that catastrophic introduction, <laughs> how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing well, man. You know, it's uh, it's finally feeling like December here in uh, New York, so I'm just trying to keep warm and uh and I'm ready to talk comics. Dude, the same. So I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Kansas City. And it's uh, three days ago, it was like 70 degrees. I was wearing shorts and a T-shirt. And then right. and I was like, I was like, holy shit, it's December. Like, that's, not, <laughs> that's not right. I mean, man, when I was a kid, uh, there, was, there was a uh, there was a really bad ice storm when I was a kid. And we didn't have power for like two weeks, man. Uh, we it would look like we stayed at my grandma's for a while because she had power. But I mean, we used to get gnarly winter weather. And in the last couple of years, it's been kind of tame. And it's it, same here. It's finally getting chilly. Um, like I'm I record in this garage. So like it's uh uh you know i got the i got the beanie on to, to stay a little warm right, and but right. yeah it's 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 weird man it's like I, I i always wonder if like the late winter uh if if that means it's gonna be bad or if it's like you know like is it gonna like snow crazy till june or like is it just gonna get like kind of cold and then we forget about it and go back to summer i don't know that's why i read comics so i'm not a weather person because i don't know about that shit right <laughs> right yeah it's been the weather's been so interesting i think it's even going to be 60 degrees here like in the next couple of days that's uh, crazy so it's like yeah i'm not entirely sure I'm I'm not sure what Derek's doing right now. <laughs> it's all those it's all those NFTs, man. The yeah. NFTs and, and the blockchains and, and the Bitcoin. It's it's changing the weather. It's like a it's like an evil scientist weather machine that's throwing everything off. Oh man. Anyways, <laughs> Saturn Saturn effect. Um, so this is your third campaign, right? Uh, and and each one, you know, you've you've been successful, which is awesome. Uh, you know, the, the, a lot of people do one shots on Kickstarter, and and but you to that continued success. Like I applaud you. That's that's uh, hard to do. And so, you know, so good on you Thanks, for man. coming on, you know, weirdos shows like me and promoting your book yourself and taking all that, you know, on, on your own shoulders. I know that's, uh, you know, both, both fun and stressful. I I'm sure, uh, you know, it's cool to get your baby out there, but you know, like and, and for the third campaign, like, are, is it still like, do the numbers stress you out or are you kind of like, ah, I'm used to this. It's going good. Like, how's that working? I think there's a, a mix of both. Definitely. I mean, there's still like some nerves. I definitely try to aim for higher goals each time so far. So by moving those goalposts, I'm still always a little nervous if we'll meet that next threshold that I'm sort of setting for myself. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, also being a little bit of a veteran, knowing that like, okay, like mid campaign, it's going to be a little bit slower and not just, just like sitting there and doom refreshing my page, hoping that somebody's <laughs> going to donate or something like that. Um, and like being more confident in the work that I had put in previously um, with marketing for a couple months up until this point. 
um and just like you know stepping away from the kickstarter writing some other things and not just like procrastinating by you know just trying to get a little dopamine trigger by hitting the refresh button <laughs> so are you um because i i've i've found that out that there are different kinds of kickstarter people there are the constant refreshers uh, who are like uh, you know uh, looking at the app like like you're on Tinder and you haven't had a date in a year and a half uh, or like, you know, or, you know, some, some people right. are like, you know, they're good at like, you know, staying away from it. Yeah. I mean, you still got to check it. You still got to pay attention, but uh, what, where, where do you fall and has it changed? Like now that this is your third campaign or for this, for this comic anyway, I would say everyone secretly is the first one. And <laughs> some people have just gotten really good at coping with it and just like putting it somewhere in the back of their brain where they can you know compartmentalize and forget about it um i would say i started off definitely there um just like scrolling all the time and like refreshing and trying to continue to push but um lately i've been a lot better at disconnecting um just because it's you're going to drive yourself crazy otherwise well and like you said you're you're working on uh well i mean it, it looks like you've got it done basically control z you got you got another right. book coming out so you got you got a little bit of a of a distraction, uh, and you got the holiday too, which is a its own stressor and distraction for for everybody for a multitude of reasons. Um, so, I mean, I guess I guess that helps. I was told uh, so. Like November was a fucking insane month. Like there was a few weeks where I was doing. I think uh, there there was a two week span where I put out three episodes in two weeks, uh, just trying to help get mm. interviews in for campaigns and. You know, trying to, I, I, I'm always scared if I tell someone no, like they're going to quit asking. Right. You know, like <laughs> right, they're going right. to be like, that fucker didn't let me on his podcast. So like, I always want to help everybody. And, and so like November, there was just so many campaigns, uh, so many I backed, like it was a, it was an expensive month for Kickstarter and everybody told me they were like, Oh, don't worry. Like December's going to be chill. No one does camp. Like not mm. anyone does campaigns before Christmas. And that's a, that's bullshit. There are so <laughs> many all my favorite people are doing campaigns right now. You are Charlie Stickney is um, there's the new tart campaign and like uh, uh, John Lee's as, as a, as the new uh, uh, sync issue or no, it's not sync. It's the, it's the prelude to sync. Um, but like there are all these great Kickstarters out right now. Uh, and, and I was, I was like, man, like, and, and some of them are like some money backers. Like I, mm -hmm. I really want this Kevin Hughes or this Hughes uh, sketch from Charlie right. Stickney's campaign. And, uh, John Lee's got me for a hundred bucks, I think. And it's, just like, <laughs> it's like, man, you don't think about it. Right. You're like, Oh right. yeah, I want, I want the sketch and the hardcover and this. And then like two weeks rolls around and Kickstarter's like pay up bucko. And it's like, oh, <laughs> shit, like <laughs> I've played a dangerous game with my bank account, but I love it. I've, as a consumer i have changed the way i buy comics uh mm. i don't you know i'm lucky enough i get a lot of review copies so like a lot of the new indie stuff i don't get anything from the big two because i'm not you know hot hot dogging it like that yet but you know, I, I get a lot of review copies. I'm very lucky and I get to put more of my money towards crowdfunding and like fancy, cool hardcover editions now and omnibuses, which is my preferred way of buying stuff. And so like I get a, like most of my new comics are kickstart comics. I love it which is why like the last couple of days have been crazy. Cause it's just like, what's going to happen. Uh, we'll get, we'll get to that later, but yeah. So December's crazy and there's just so much talent out there and, and you're one of them and you've got a really great sci-fi saga, which you are, I love the scope of it. It's so big. 
like Thanks, it's, it's so fucking big um you juggle a larger cast well uh you know and 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 you don't like you you're when the scenes jump around you you do you structure it well too like it it doesn't like disorient the reader which if in a comic like this if you weren't careful that could be something that happens you know with when you when you jump from from scene to scene from planet to planet from ship to ship characters to characters you know and uh, and but you do that really well and you and you juggle these these uh, elements really well. But this has been your baby for a while. Like so you yeah. started with Ajax on as a webcomic, right? Correct. Back in uh, March was it of 2020 is when it came out. OK, so you've been working on this. Is a, this is a you've been working on this for a couple of years now, basically. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We've been we've been working on it for a long time. Francesco Mazzoli and I, who's the artist for Alpha and I made Ajax with. Um, an Italian artist named Jacopo Callisti and a uh, colorist, uh, Novita Tessalonica. So, and uh, the colorist on Alpha is Marco D'Alessandro. And we've all been just working on this thing for <laughs> literally over almost two years now and uh, probably have another year and a half, two years before we get to the end. Um, but uh, it's been a, a fun, fun journey and it's really fun to, you know, learn and sort of cut our teeth together uh, on the sci-fi saga. When you started on the webcomic part. Okay. So I am very ignorant about webcomics. I've just kind mm -hmm. of started getting into them. Uh, like I got some referrals for like webtoon stuff. I've, I've checked out some of that. I don't understand how you make free comics because as much as i appreciate it like oh cool i get to read this for free on my tablet or my phone like you still have to pay these people you still have to pay these artists these letters like there's right. money exchanging hands Do, is there a way to generate money from these web comics like or, or is it like how does that work Right. So, I mean, first of all, those were more, mostly a labor of love. So uh, and I never really expected to get anything back from those. But there's always people that want, um, you know, just the digital PDF of something just to have. Okay. So there's ways to just sell that as, um, as add ons, which I'm doing with my current campaign. So if you wanted to have it in your digital collection, you could. Um, and it doesn't ever stop me from collecting them, maybe doing some sort of remix um and releasing it at uh, physically as well um so there's mo there's other ways to to generate some some money off of it on the back end but for the most part it, it really was just a, a labor of love it was uh mostly just me trying to tell a story and get it out there and get in front of people's people's eyes and um it wasn't until alpha that i decided okay how we're going to try and do this more economically more business oriented while also trying to tell the story that I really wanted to. Okay. I will say I, I, I dig the art in, in Ajax in the web, in the web comic, but the, I mean, it's, I feel like with your Kickstarter, you've ramped up production. Like the, everything is just a little, well, I mean, oh, it's, it's a different artist, so it's going to look different, but I really dig the art. Um, I, I love their, I don't want to say inconsistency as an insult, but like sometimes when you like zoom out, right. When you get like a big, like environmental splash or something like mm -hmm. the architecture is so detailed, like there's so many little details in this, in these, in this new world architecture, this futuristic architecture and the, and the vehicles like floating right. about the pages and stuff. But then, but sometimes like with the characters, uh, you know, like the, the details in like the, a face may, 
may not be as intense as the surroundings. It's, mm. and I, I like that it's different and it works mm. really well. You still, for the, like the emotional beats and the action and stuff, you mm. get the, you get enough physical features for the emotion and stuff, but it's, it's interesting right. how your artist, uh, uh, where he pays their attention to detail is really cool and it's different and it uh it, it's exciting because it like it, it draws your eye uh to like a vehicle or a or a uh, building instead of say like a character in panel uh, and i like that sense of direction it's it's really uh it's it's very cool like i don't get that a lot like i'm, I'm guided by detail it's 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 badass right that's definitely just something that Matsuo is really good at he's got a really strong sense of storytelling so he knows when he knows when to ramp it up he knows when to go really heavy with the detail when it's time to go really big with this one scene where we're going to see all this architecture or we're going to see um this really intense spatial space scene or something like that um, he's really good with um, scope and scale and perspective. Um, and he's also good at knowing when to pull back, as you were saying, um, because not every time you, you, don't, you don't need everything to be as detailed when the story beat is somewhere else, where it's sort of the story beat is on um, seeing how crazy this architecture is. You don't need it's not about what these people look like right now until it is. And when it needs to be, then it's then it's there. So it's it's all part of his style, but it's also part of being practical and how you use your time when you're actually creating these things. Mazzoli is probably one of the fastest artists I've ever worked with. And I, I'd be shocked if I ever work with someone as fast as him <laughs> um, in the future, because we just finished Alpha 4, um, a 50-page book, and he cleaned through that in two, two and a half months. Wow. Um, he's so, so he's, good to be that fast, so too. That's he's crazy. He's so good. And it's also his best work ever. So it's it's he's got his, his his process just down, and he's hitting his stride, and he's knowing exactly what he, he needs to do. He knows when it's time to dial it in, when it's time to pull it back just enough so that you can get the work done um, and move on to the next page and have it meet that level of quality that uh, a reader is expecting. Uh, and that's just, that's just Francesco Mazzoli. I mean, he's, he's a, uh, he's a legend in the making. I, I like to say. Yeah. He's, he's a rock star. You, you have a really great team, like colors, uh, I'm, the letters in, in, uh, in alpha are exceptional. Like uh, right. I, I love like, I, I, it's a bummer that letters only get noticed usually when they're bad. You know, that's when, mm. that's when typically when people notice them is when right. like you, they have a hard time reading something or a weird font or weird, weird placement, you know? Um, right. Or, you know, if it gets too cluttered and you never have any issues like that uh, in, in Saturn effect, it's so polished. It's so well done. And that was another kind of shocker to me. Cause it felt like um, it, it, when I backed two, because uh, I was, you gave me a review copy for one, and I backed mm. two, and then I backed. I, I'm back in this one now, and I'm I'm I've, I'm ponying up for the physicals because I want them. Like, <laughs> right. I want the they're, I want the real really ones. nice. Uh, they're I got a couple right here. They're really nice in person. Um, oh, wow, they're shiny. They're shiny, nice, high quality, um, really good stuff. You know, got a got a little Red Sea branding on it. It's it's a it's they're really nice books. So. Yeah, money well spent. I'd, I'd like to think <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts about Kickstarter. I've said it many times. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny to, or I guess it's not funny. It's kind of aggravating, actually. Like like new comics, like you pay you know three or four bucks, and they they come with like moisture weaves, and like the mm. fucking covers are the same thickness as the pages, and it's like it's like you know, and and I get it. Mm. You know, they're printing 
you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands right. of these things so you they, they want to save every penny they get but that's one of my favorite parts about kickstarter is yes there's a little bit of a price hike and then yes you pay for shipping but you're getting cardstock covers you're getting nice thick pages that you have to check right. to make sure two pages aren't stuck together and then you're just like no this, this is just like solid paper stock i love that like i nerd out over that it's a pleasure to read um you know and I, I like it i like sliding them in the bags and boards and you're like right. you know if, you, if you're filling up that bag and board you know it's like <laughs> right uh but yeah so that's one of the things another thing i really like about kickstarter and just you know the fact that it's just crazy what's out there uh so the the freedom you guys have to tell your own story um you know you can't you can't really do a kickstarter unless you love you love what you're doing right because you're right you know like i like to think i'm a fun interview but if if you got to talk to like 10 of me in a week or two weeks you know <laughs> right. like eventually like you're gonna be like these people ask me the same things over and over again and you have to like be polite you know and be like yeah and act excited about it even though you, you know you're like i had a long day too man like you know i don't give a shit <laughs> you, know, you can't do that in an interview. and and but i mean you gotta like I always look at like David Popose who does like mm. 40, 50 interviews a campaign and he's just a machine. Right. Uh, I don't think he sleeps, you know, but, and it's, so you got, you guys got to do your own promo. You got to, you got to be online. You got to, you got to get the, everything out there yourself on top of making the product on uh, shipping the product. You, so all this stuff you, you put on your own shoulders and to add the stressors to that, you know, even with the freedom, even with the, I don't have to fuck with finding a publisher. Oh, you want to tell me, no, I'm going to do this anyway. Like that rockstar attitude is awesome, but there's a lot of extra work on you and your team to get these products polished and done. Um, like your, your, your new one control Z, like that's going to be Kickstarter too. Right. Right. Yeah. So for, first I just wanted to say shout out to Reed Hinckley Barnes, who's the letter on everything that I've done. So he's, uh, he's also, not only is he consistent, he's also very versatile. So he's the letter on the sound effect. He's also the letter on, like all of the Saturn Effect issues, this um, Soma City, which is what my noir comic, uh, and Control Z and uh, other comics to come. So, shout out to Reed. Um, I don't know when you're going to put up this this episode, but he's also getting married this weekend. So, congrats, oh, nice. buddy. Um, hope hope you two have a have a great time. And um and and yeah, I mean the it's definitely a lot right uh, trying to do the whole Kickstarter thing by yourself. Um, but. At the same time, it's not by yourself because there's this whole indie community. And then I have my whole team. Um, and then I have everybody that's in the Red Sea. And we're always sort of pushing each other. And all the artists are always trying to make each other better, telling each other what what's working, what's not. And it's, you know, it's coming from a place of um, where, you know, everyone's putting in the same amount of time and the same amount of effort. So it's it, it's definitely a lot, um, but it's, it's not anything unmanageable. And uh, it's, I mean, this is the new age of, of, of indie i mean this is how i also buy all my comics if you look at how many uh, i back i back quite a few um kickstarters also so i also enjoy getting the really nice um thick uh comic books the high quality stuff um that's definitely worth a little bit more money but you know it's coming from the person that sent it when they put in the bag and board you can feel the love yeah um and it's, and it's it's definitely a great thing so um but yeah i mean kickstarter 
I mean, but at the same time, there's a lot going on in Kickstarter, as you've alluded to. So, I mean, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. And then also David Popose, um, he's definitely got a lot on his shoulders because he has people like me hitting him up being like, hey, am I doing this right? How do I, how do I get as good as you, dude? <laughs> I did. I did the same thing because I've interviewed him a couple times and I'm getting right. ready to, to pitch for the Band of Bards horror anthology. Nice. And I'm like fucking terrified and like i have an artist and i like i like his work and he actually nice. this, uh he he like hit me up like when he saw like i had an idea on twitter he was like we have to do this together and i was like seriously like Dope. all right and so yeah so, but now i have to like write this fucking pitch right and so like <laughs> i kind of asked i was like hey man like can you send me like a couple scripts just so i can look at them and then dude he he was like kind of like what are you doing and i told him and so he sent me a couple scripts and then he like talked to me about like the beat outlines and, mm. and like oh and i was like oh my god i was like i, I can't mm. believe this fucking rock star is just like yeah. helping out a podcaster like <laughs> he's a nice guy he's super awesome um I, that, that's what i love about this Kickstarter community is uh, like I mentioned earlier, November and December were really busy, but it's not a competition. Mm. Like everybody wants everybody to succeed. It's not right. like a Marvel and DC numbers game. You know, it's, it's just, everybody's happy to be there. Everybody's happy to support each other. Uh, when I interviewed Fellhound, she talked about like, it's everybody has like the same $20 that just gets passed around <laughs> right. in these like huge circles. And, right. and it's just awesome. And it's, it's like, it's this, warm comfy like hot springs pond in the midst of this like nerd paradise and and it's i love it and i had no idea when all this started that uh the blog and and the podcast that it was going to turn into like a kickstarter celebration it just kind of it, it happened uh accidentally and it was exciting and it i had fun like you know talking about comics that i was excited about and i always joke with people and tell them like everybody's like blake you're like thank you so much for doing this and i'm like i'm just a selfish asshole like i just want these comics <laughs> like i figure, like yeah i'm gonna pay for them but like i want this shit to get funded like i will be annoying about it i will help you be annoying about it like i'll put the blast out there and, mm. and do stuff that i can and, and do the interviews and yeah because i want these things for my shelf and i want to read them and I, I want i want more of them i want more saturn effect i'm really excited that it's uh th that you're splintering it off into uh, different viewpoints, um, which I, again, I would like to, to talk about. So w with this new one, we mm. have Helena and right. we get, so, so basically, you know, Helena is the pilot that destroys the space station that, that, uh, Alpha and his sister's parents died on. Right. That's correct. Okay. I was yeah. pretty sure I had that right, but I was like, right. I was like, man, if I'm like, I was like, no, this, this right. would be the time I'm when playing. I'm missing something. <laughs> uh but so like i i really dig that i really dig how we don't really know like who the bad guys are i mean they're they, these like weird monster cops from earth are definitely the bad guys but we see like both sides of this military conflict um you know when i read the first issue of saturn effect alpha it was really fucking intense because like on I'm like reading this comic about like people getting shot and these protesters getting put down mm. by police. And then you turn on the TV and there's like real life protesters getting tear gassed and shit. Uh, it happened even here in Kansas city. Like these, these cops right. tear gassed our, our Plaza district, like our, our hoity toity fancy pantsy shopping district got tear gassed. All that shit was going down 
when I read Saturn Effect initially, and I was just like, whoa. And now you you mentioned that you guys are you're pretty quick on production. Like, was that was that happenstance, or or was or like, did you guys get it done fast enough where like you were watching the news and and put this in the in the literature too? Uh, it's, it was actually more that has been going on for more than a year, and that's why it just happened to line up because it's when. <laughs> I, I wrote Alpha back in 2020, back around March when I released Ajax. Okay. Um, and, it, you know, it takes a little while for these things to come out. So by the time it got into people's hands, it was, um, you know, 2021. Um, so it, these things just continue to happen, really. But it, it it is a contemporary problem that we sort of see through a futuristic view. Um, and Alpha, I wrote initially as a one shot that, uh, branched off into this eight uh, issue sort of uh, series that we uh, journey that we're going on right now. So, um, but yeah, it, it was, it, these things were going on when I wrote it and they just happened to continue to go on. <laughs> and so they continue to stay relevant and, you know, they might continue to stay that way. I mean, hopefully, hopefully not. But um, I think uh, um, if 2020 and 2021 were any indication, uh, the rest of t- the 2020s are going to be kind of bumpy and rocky. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I sometimes, man, and I feel bad saying this. I, I feel like it's these fucking COVID variants that is the is some of the reason why we're not like. I mean, these, mm. these like huge protests, well, I mean, a people died and, and it scared the mm. shit out of people. And then the whole capital thing too. But, you know, I, I think the, the fear of, of, of spreading this virus with the, with the new variants and stuff. And, and I say that too. And we, I mean, like we're starting to have concerts again and stuff now, so maybe I'm full mm. of shit, but I mean, I've, I just, I feel like some of this, uh, these, these new like Omicron's got a sister variant now. And it's just like, we're not getting rid of this shit and then it's it's you know it's it's finally Mm. turning into a deal of like hey we got to be smarter um and and change you know change kind of the way we do things uh out Mm. out and outside you know and i've wondered if that's some of the reasons why um you know we're not seeing as much of the protesting stuff also like you know Mm. who controls the media right like i you Mm. i'm sure we don't as 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 widespread as as like the media is and and how nosy people are and everybody's got a cell phone. I, I don't know, man. It's just, it, it, it was weird to me that like so much was happening and then it kind of stopped and, right. and, and, and nothing changed. We had an election, right? But it, I, I mean, it, America's not the fucking promised land that, that like right. we want it to be. Right. So it's, it's not like everybody's happy and safe and, and comfy now, but yeah, it, it's, it's interesting to me and, and cool that uh, so many people are, I mean, we just, we live in this crazy world now and, and it's, it's interesting to see uh, you creatives, like put that into your narratives, how they, how they play about uh, yours. The Saturn effect is so intense and deep and layers. It's, it's uh it's a blooming onion. It's, 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 it's not a blooming onion. It's a fresh onion that you're slicing and it makes you tear up. Cause it's so intense. Like, just the you know the uh the the sex of the of the you know the 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 peers and the and the people that were uh like genetically manipulated and then we get that like that that relationship now uh with with the the one brother and the right bones and enhanced yeah and uh and and again you know like i'm all about hot naked aliens and comics and (laughs) so that's awesome but i like the i like the statement that you have behind that there's there's so much that this is what really impresses me about Saturn effect. There's so much in each issue 
And it, it could, like I said earlier, it could be so easy to get lost or, or to be too busy, but you like walk that line so well. Is it hard? Like when you write this, when you're structuring it and when you're talking to your artists and stuff and, and you're laying it out, like, has that been a struggle with you to say what you want to say about this society and the, and the mirroring aspect that it has to the, our everydayness right now? Like, do you sometimes find yourself wanting to do too much and you have to pull back or has that just kind of happened naturally for you? I would say that the sound effect is where I did said kind of fuck it to all of that and just went, went all that this is the most indulgent that you'll probably see any of my stories for a little <laughs> while um it's one of the first but it's also definitely the most indulgent i definitely um told the story exactly how i wanted to tell the story um and I, it's been written for a little while now and so mitzoli's just getting through the pages and getting through the different scripts uh like i said just finished issue four uh, on to issue five and that means we have about four left before the end and um and, and yeah it's it's uh, how i walk that line it's hard to say i guess it's uh, these are things that i wanted to say and i've always wanted to tell stories in a sort of coded fashion uh i come from um, a poetry background i also was an english major so sort of like reading the what the quote unquote classics and things like that um and and reading certain types of poetry that i liked i I'm really into that aspect of coding sort of messages and sort of um, just also using your contemporary um, the now for in influencing your stories about the future, which is also common of like Cold War era sci-fi things or just sci-fi in general, taking technologies that people are talking about right now and thinking about them broadcasting into the future. Um, and just like layering that in with the different sort of story character arcs that I have. A lot of the characters, uh, if we're thinking about craft, a lot of the characters that I have, um, their backgrounds serve a function for telling of some of the exposition of the world. Uh, so like enhanced is a, a modified who are genetically altered humans that are made to work on whatever different projects that the earth or the human empires are is working on at that time. And so to introduce that that aspect of the universe, the modified, uh, I have this character. And just like I want to introduce the pure and how they are also genetically modified, um, I have these twins, bones and glass that allow us to just see their side and see how maybe they see themselves as different from the modified, but in, in, tr in reality, they're both the same. Um, and it, it, it's just, these are just techniques that I've sort of picked up or like sort of thought that these are, this is the best way to tell a story. And by using the different characters and their backgrounds and um, the, what they're going through to really give us the just the right amount of exposition that you need to understand what's going on right now. Um, uh, I feel like that's how I was sort of able to walk the line. Um, and, you know, if you want a huge exposition bomb, you're not going to get that. You're only going to get the sort of the drip feed that uh, that I, I want to give you. But I, I think it keeps it manageable for readers. So you're not just like, wait, what's all of this, all this jargon, like all this history? It's it's too much. Um, it's It could already be too much when you have just a little bit. So, you know, keeping it just enough so that you can be in the scene and feel like you're immersed and feel like you're right there next to Alpha and Centauri as they're in the, the depths of the mega station or you're with bones and enhanced when they're on uh, the surface of Titan or something like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, first, like the, you're a good, you're a good world builder. Uh, it, it's not, 
uh, it's it's never a chore to read like you said like well first of all i don't know anybody who wants a, a crap ton of exposition in a comic right. now in prose right like uh, not if you were writing like some crazy you know multi-novel science fiction epic yes like you know a lot of times like we 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 crave that or not maybe right. maybe we don't crave it but we kind of we need it right yeah especially we lack the visual whereas like you're able to put a face to the world mm. building right like you said you give us these different types of characters that show us and not just tell us about the different aspects of this futuristic world that you've made and this ongoing conflict and how you know it's it's funny because it's nothing there's no aliens yet i mean i there i'm i feel like there may be something coming right you know like we're, <laughs> you've alluded to some other stuff which i don't want to spoil you know for for new readers or people that may be coming onto mm. this campaign fresh because i will mention that your campaign pricing is very fair. Your uh, catch-up tiers are super affordable, especially if you go digital. Um, but also, like, I man, the the four-issue bundle is is just over twenty bucks or right at with shit. Right. Like, it's it's super affordable that, especially yeah. with other Kickstarters. And you could have charged more. I I I don't know if I should tell you that or not. But mm. <laughs> your, your comic is good enough and pretty enough and polished enough. Like you could have charged more for it and you didn't. So like. Folks, listeners, like I really encourage you to check out this campaign and, and back it because it's it's uh it's not gonna break your wallet. It might break your heart a little bit because of just the emotional intensity of of what's going on within these pages, but it's in a good way. It's uh it, it's uh it makes you sweat, it makes you nervous, it makes you look at the world around you and question our own future, which I'm pretty sure that's what great sci-fi does. It makes us, you know, as foreign an alien as as the science fiction gets um you know it, it makes us look at the now right and analyze it differently and think about it differently and 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 freak out about our own future that's what <laughs> right. i mean that I, I don't know you know like, I'm, I'm obsessed with phil dick and like uh and yeah. you know the, just the same way of like you know it, uh like do androids dream of electric sheep is one of my yep. favorite is one of my favorite novels and and the you know i love that the movies and stuff have spun out of it and cartoon network has a really stylish new anime uh that right. looks really cool i haven't got to check it out yet though but um you know i i love that sense of like the the unknown uh the you know who's real and who's not what is human and what isn't I think you play with that in a really interesting way too, uh, with the different kinds of beans. Uh, mm -hmm. and you also, and, and I'm, so I, I'm a Catholic boy, right? So like I was raised Catholic, went to private school. So mm -hmm. like when you brought in the religion aspect and like issues two and three, like, I was like, yep, mm -hmm. you got me. I was like, mm -hmm. I love it when people bring in religion and narratives as a way to critique it and as a way to sometimes vilify it. I don't know if that's where you're going with it yet, but mm. I just enjoy, I enjoy that. Uh, the, the repression of my childhood, like <laughs> I'm able to like shrug that off and be like, yeah, let's fucking party. Uh, anyway. Right. So I'm also, I'm also a Catholic boy. I was also raised Catholic. So, that's funny. Uh, so yeah. I, so we're both English majors. Uh, so like yeah. I, I was, when I went to grad school, I was in an MFA program. I started on the poetry side, switched to fiction. Uh, and then I have a B I have a BA in creative writing. So that's funny. So like okay, two, cool. two Catholic boys, two English nerds. Yeah. Uh, and both, both 
both love comics. That's funny. Yep. It's funny how life turns out when, when you were in, when you were on like the poetry side of stuff, like, um, did you, like, when did you know you wanted to read comics or not read comics? Like, were, did you always want to write a comic or did it kind of happen after the fact? Like how, how'd that start? So comics. So I'm, I'm like a child of the nineties. So by the time, like by the time we're in the, like uh, the early two thousands, late nineties, like, comic book everything ip is everywhere by then um it, it still wasn't what it is now but like there was you know batman animated shows x-men animated shows uh static shock i mean justice league I, can you can go on and on and on about all the different cartoons and that were just on television that were car that were comic books so they've always been around i mean i, I love batman like I, I loved Batman so early that I couldn't even say Batman when I was trying to say Batman. I, <laughs> like my uncle always uh, reminds me that I used to call him Bodine. I don't know where you get Bodine from Batman, <laughs> but like <laughs> that's how young I was when I was just like enamored with this caped psychopath. But <laughs> I mean, um, it's it, it, I mean, it, yeah, um, comic books have, have always been sort of just in uh, around me. So I, I didn't know exactly when I was going to 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 do a comic like i didn't know when i was writing poetry i was just writing i still write poetry you know when i whenever i i find the muse but um at the time when i was really into it uh, i just wrote very visually i always write visually even my prose are very visual things so um it, I, at some point once i got to comic books when i once i fell back into it because i was always into manga um, but I, I wasn't really into reading as much comics as I, I started to be once I got to college. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've always written visually. My pros are visual, as I said. So it, it just became a, a very, it made sense. It made sense when I started writing it. That was like, oh, this is the medium that I've been, I've been waiting for, honestly, <laughs> like this is, this clicks so well with everything that I want to do. I can, I can write visually and that's perfect for whoever I'm giving the script to. Cause it'll be like, oh, I see that. And then they draw it and it's perfect. And it's exactly what we need to tell the story and keep it moving and, and push forward and, and bring people along for, you know, a fast paced, immersive story um, with these expansive worlds and, and deep characters that they can, uh, um, fall in love with so I mean when when did I find that out it, it wasn't until um, after I stopped writing poetry um, you know more consistently uh, after I graduated college that I was like all right I'm going to start writing comic books um, but when I was writing poetry I, as I said I was writing a lot of visual type things because my favorite uh, poets were the romantics so like Samuel Taylor Coleridge was my boy so like, <laughs> just anything where it's like um you know waxing on like nature or what the scenery or, or is looking like that's always been the stuff that I really like so it's always worked its way into into my writing to make it very visual and and as I said that that made it really easy to transition into comics and um also writing like screenplays and things like that I've always thought that for those lucky enough to write poetry because not a lot of people can think they can write poetry but you, you know there's right. you know like there's the, you can be emotional and like but right. a lot of people don't know how to use line breaks a lot of people don't you know uh the the like you mentioned that the focus on the image you know the image is so important right like mm. in a in a in a short condensed you know piece of writing um it's it's a gift uh and i've always thought that I, i'm not saying like i'm the, an amazing writer but like i you know, like, I think I'm okay sometimes. And <laughs> I do think that poetry helped me because 
one of the major things that I learned with poetry moving into fiction and that I've taken into, you know, my own kind of like, this was told to me, I don't, I'm not calling myself a gonzo writer, but like two comic pros that I really like have told me that my comic reviews are, are very like wild and gonzo. And I was like, that's mm. the fucking coolest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> uh, and, but like, you know, that the idea or the, the notion of like condense, 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 and mm. poetry is all about condensing your prose right. uh because you you want to be you know a, a writer must be verbose right like we have to be we have to use words to convey our thoughts but right. you can very easily use too many and so that idea of like how to condense every line make every line important uh to to use image and metaphor uh, quickly and succinctly and, and impactfully when you can, when you're good at that, when you know how to do that, if you can apply that to script writing, uh, comic writing, short stories, other kinds of prose, like it changes how you think textually. And I think that makes right. you a better writer. And so that that's cool that like my theory is now you've proved my theory, right? I'm basically a literary theorist now <laughs> yes. and I'm going to, put that on my resume yeah. but i mean you know what i'm saying like i, yes, I feel do. like i feel like poetry in, in impacts prose in such a weird way that some of us that have dabbled in those realms you know not everybody can do that and so i i think that gives us a little a little flair you know that a little spark that other people don't have so that's cool that that i like that that is some uh i like how that's building your your sci-fi opera across <laughs> this like multiple tapestry. Now going back, you mentioned issue four is going to be 50 pages, but correct. And is that going to, so alpha, is that going to be four issues or is that going to be five? That's going to be eight. eight oh, issues. so Al, okay. So, and eight. then what about, what about this, the splinter? What about Helena? Like how many will that be? Well, the, it, it's a little bit of a spoiler for, for what we, for what I have to come, but um, for right now, you can uh, expect about uh, at least three. Okay. At least three. So um, you still got a long way to go, then. There's the there's more after the Saturn effect ends in in Alpha Eight, but there's more to the story. Awesome. So that's all I'll say to that. That's exciting because I kept. I don't know why I I must have uh, not listened well <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when we were messaging, but for some reason I thought it was going to be like four or five issues. And so when I read mm. issue three, I was like, man, he's, he's got a lot, he's got some loose ends. He's going to have to tie up quickly, but that that's cool. Like, I'm glad mm. you've given yourself that amount of time. Uh, Cause mm. I think this is, I, I like uh, the it's, it's quit. It's got a fast pace, you know? And, but I, I would really hate for you to rush anything. So I'm mm -hmm. glad you've like given yourself and planned that out because I, man, I just want, I want to get all of this, you know, and, and I, I, <laughs> I, you've got to back her out of me. Like I'll be there. Awesome. You've, you've, you've suckered me in with your genius, with your genius <laughs> plot and, and your futuristic, you know, the, the futuristic dread that like keeps me up at night, you mm. know, wondering if like the world will ever get better. And then I read books like yours and I'm like, we're fucked. <laughs> but, you know, like i i think it's you know i, I don't want to like lift you up too high you know but mm. i mean like it's a pro, it's a prolific tale man it's uh it, you know it's it nothing's cliche but you're you you take a lot of 
things that we know, like it's very universally adaptable uh, for various readers, um, mm. you know, men, women in between uh, you, you've got, you've got talks about like, you know, genders and bodies and genetics um, uh, sex and religion. You know, you've got all this in this comic. You, you're saying a lot of important stuff and I'm, I'm really excited to, stay with this narrative and i like Thanks, that man. you are releasing them like you're popping them out man you got you got these buns in the oven you're oh, you're yeah. throwing them out on the kitchen table man and it's like uh some some kickstarter campaigns you know like they have these big stories but you're there months and months in between each each narrative you know when you think about like shipping and production and stuff and mm. you've you've figured out how to kind of avoid that um what is your secret like tell us like how do we uh are do you like do you have like a really cool a really good like relationship with like a printer uh because i like <laughs> i mean it's just i mean you said your artist is, is fast but i mean there's mm. still the, when things are finished you gotta you gotta send it out you gotta get the proofs right. you gotta make sure they look good then you gotta print then you gotta ship you're you're really quick with all this right yeah so i i've been using mixum as my printer and they are in maryland i believe and i'm in new york so it's i mean i get my stuff from them very quickly and they've been um they've been very communicative communicative with me whenever there's like a problem or anything like that so uh when it comes to like printing things out it it hasn't been too difficult it also you know takes you have to take into like account like all the shipping different and and things like that i, I chose mix them because they're american um or they i i don't know if they're american but they do have america uh, you know different stations in america so uh, that definitely cuts out any of like the wait time from shipping overseas and any of like the potential like oh my god where's my where are my books they're somewhere lost in the pacific or lost in the atlantic <laughs> um and that you who knows when you'll see them um so that's how i get the map printed out um relatively quickly we do we do short runs i mean whatever we need to cover um the the most recent kickstarter and then the rest i usually take to um either the next kickstarter or to a comic convention like i did with uh new york comic con uh this past fall or this past um october and um and yeah i mean the colors is also very fast marco di alessandro like both of them francesco and marco are like they just like mesh like this they're really good friends they're like best friends so they were a package deal and um and yeah, and so it, the, the work comes out quickly. Reed is very quick at what he does. So I highly recommend Reed if anyone needs a letterer. Um, and, 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 and yeah, so we just, we're just pumping them out. And like I said, it's all been written for them. I've, I'm also like a quick writer. Like uh, I have a lot of stories to tell. So, um, and I, I want, I want to get this one out. Like I, I want everyone to be where I am with the sound effect. <laughs> I, want, I want people to be like, dude, this part. And I want to be like, yeah, that part, dude. And then they'll be like, yo, dude, this part. And I want to be like, yeah, that part, dude. Yeah. That one was, that one was really good. I'm glad you liked it. So, I mean, um, I'm glad you enjoy, man. Um, I hope you enjoy the next issue. I hope you enjoy issues one through three. Once you have them in your hands, you can see them and flip through them. Um, and I mean, stick around for the rest. I mean, volume, volume one is about to end and, uh, volume two is even crazier, That's, even crazier. I fucking hate it when you guys do that, <laughs> when you're like, Oh, you liked you liked issues one through four. Oh well, fucking five is gonna make your dick grow two inches. It's gonna give you a mound of chest hair. Yeah. Like what? Like I, I always I, I get excited, you know, but it's just like 
It's like, ah, I don't want to wait. I need you things now. Wait long. You won't have to wait <laughs> that long. Don't worry. Issue five, tentatively, we're aiming for the summer. So Wow. All right. So you won't even have to wait that long, buddy. So how how did you meet this creative team that you jive so well mm. with? Uh, these? You said the artists and the colorists were kind of like a pair, so you brought yeah. them on. Uh, Reed, you've got an exceptional letterer uh, who does mm. really great. Like, like I said, man, the, the – folks that get this comic that you will you, i when i said earlier that like you usually only notice bad lettering you will notice this really cool lettering it's it's mm. stylish it's futuristic it's so perfect for the narrative uh but it's all it's clean um you know the the dialogue looks great the the thought bubbles look great um how, how'd you meet these people like where'd that let us know like for 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 people like us that maybe want to mm. meet creatives in the future like how do you how do you, you pick out the gems? So it it all started from comic book collabs on Reddit, um, where I found Jacopo and I found Novita and where I found Reed and we all made uh, the sound effect Ajax, uh, as I said back in back in March of 2020. Um, so that's where I met all of them. Uh, I met Francesco through Jacopo because we, Jacopo was drawing Ajax two at the time, and I had written, as I said, um, Alpha as a spinoff. Just I was going to do one issue, and I was like. Well, I, I, well, let's. I need somebody to do this, but you're drawing this, so I need. So you know anyone that would want to, you know, hop in on the on the universe? And he introduced me to Francesco, um, and Francesco was jived with it immediately. He loved it. I mean, uh, he sketched out a couple characters, and I was like, he sketched out Alpha, and I was like, man, this is crazy. I mean, I love this. Um, and then he was like, I have a colorist who's a good friend of mine, Marco. And then we, that's how I met Marco. And almost all the, the people I work with have been word of mouth. Um, you've seen Control Z. So Ricardo, it was also recommended to me by Francesco. Um, and, and he, Ricardo, you know, Ricardo's just like, uh, if you've seen from, uh, he's just nuts. He's crazy. He's just like, yeah, he's otherworldly with, with how good he is. So, um, it's been, it's a lot of word of mouth and it's also a lot of, um, the, you know, the, me adapting my writing style to, to the different teams, um, to the different people to like, hopefully, um, not just with whatever the story is, but like with how it's written and how the information is displayed. And if it's like a looser script or if it's like a tighter, like more strict um, guided script for for whatever the artist would need. I think that really helps building these relationships because they're like, okay, this person wants to work with me. And like now they don't want me to work for them. They want to work with me. And and I think that's really important um, when, we're, when you're trying to meet people and, and forge these connections with creators and having them stay on for a long time. I mean, uh, it, it's, I mean, like I said, Francesco has been working with me for all, like almost two years. So, um, and Marco doesn't only color, uh, alpha. He's also the colorist on TSC Helena that I'm making with, uh, him and Christian Wolf, um, who drew another book uh, that I have Soma city that you could also get as an add on physical and digital at, uh, on my Kickstarter. Um, and, and yeah, so it's, it's all about, it's, th this is where I started. I mean, online, basically everywhere, Instagram, Reddit, um, Twitter, you just got to make those connections to jump into people's inboxes and say, Hey, what's up? I have a project or <laughs> like, I love your stuff. And you just like start a conversation and, you know, you build those relationships and, uh, eventually, you know, you can start having a project with somebody, um, and you go from there. I can see that because I've, um, as like as someone who's not like I would love to write a comic, but like I said, I'm working on a pitch. I've mm -hmm. got some ideas, but like yeah, the 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 whole Blake's Buzz phenomenon is like <laughs> I've de I've definitely been like 
just because I have access to so much more literature and comic mm -hmm. literature than, than I would, you know, like people are like, Hey, read this, check this out. And then, and then, you know, like, I know how to kiss like the right amount of ass where like, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, like I, you're like, okay, I'll talk to this guy for an hour and a half. Uh, he's making me feel good, but he's not weirding me out. Right. right. So, like, <laughs> so, so like, I've, I've noticed, I've started noticing that like with artists where I'm like, holy shit. And they're like, oh my God, dude, thanks. And I'm like, I'm going to keep your name like in the Rolodex. Yeah. Like if, if I ever have like, and I've had like a couple people like just talking and they've been like oh yeah if you ever do something i'll do a print for you and i'm like what like mm. like i i'm a fucking comic reviewer and podcaster and, and artists are like asking to work with me when i like have nothing and i'm like mm. okay that's cool like but yeah it's it's uh, again like it's, i think that speaks to the kickstarter community and mm. um you know and and also like i mean twitter gets a bad rap uh because there's a, there's a dark side to it there's a dark side to everything though right yeah. i mean but i feel like Twitter's a little easier to, to stumble into that uh area um mm. i also feel like it's it's just the internet in general it's uh you can get a lot of you can get a lot of uh momentum being negative and i feel like it's a little like when people want to be positive and 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 you know be like a force like a, a a force of good you know like 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 you know comic jedi like i feel like it's a little bit harder than if you're it's mm. easy to like come out and shit on something right and right. i always tell people when people send me stuff to review you know i'm like hey like here's the deal like if i don't like it i'm just not going to review it because mm. like even if something's bad like that's someone's baby mm. i'm not trying to shit on someone's baby and that's right. what i tell people and i know right. that's like that's like a lot for that's an eyeful shitting on babies but like mm. no one wants that right but what's weird is people do want it and i don't get that like i yeah. i i don't i i have no desire like i've mm you know critiquing is one thing or you know right. like but to like pick something apart and like try and make someone feel bad and right. never write a comic or draw a picture again like right. I don't, that's I'm, that's not my jam i don't want to do that luckily i didn't have to worry about that with you so like your, your <laughs> stuff was just really good nice. um i've yet to I, I don't know it'd be really hard to like have someone on the show where i just like didn't like the book like you right. know like yeah. <laughs> like well no one else asked to interview this month and yeah okay mm. and like a couple people have tried to come on and not give me anything to read too and that's tough too like i'm like yeah mm. throw me a bone here guys like we right. gotta have something to talk about um I, I think one of the good things about the way I interview and talk to people is we, we talk about life and other stuff too. I think, you know, we talk about the work and um, right. talk about, talk about Kickstarter and just, you know, bullshit too. But, you know, I like to talk about the process, you know, like writing backgrounds, I, you know, how people think about characters and stuff, uh, you know, structure. And, you know, a lot of people don't talk about stuff like that. And I think it, I think it helps, you know, just like, Back in the day, I used to not ever want to read the uh, script pages there in the back of like the bonus features of the hardcovers. And now I'm like digging through my bookshelves like, oh, yeah, mm. like I want to read this Tom King script that he wrote and and see how he, you know, like to see how people write scripts. It's, it's incredibly helpful. And I would like to think that, we, you know, when we have these talks, like someone listens to it and we're helping them. It might just be me. I just like, I'm just writing down everybody's ideas and how to do shit. And then I'm just going to, I'm just going to come out of the gate swinging one day. All right. <laughs> do, do like Charlie Stickney numbers on a Kickstarter. Damn. God willing. Right. <laughs> Taking all of our secrets. Yeah. That's, that's Blake's buzz, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm like a vault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but so yeah so we kind of we've been kind of alluding to this about like uh, the kickstarter climate and where things are going and i am now even more intrigued because uh to your project is a lot bigger than i thought it was going to be longer like more parts mm. right so like you did i did see you tweet like and i respected this when you were like hey like i know this kind of sucks but like don't punish the indie creators like don't right. bail on this platform don't bail on us like let's see what's going to happen i feel like that's a dangerous part of the internet when we mm. when something changes everybody flips out right, right. um we saw that with substack we saw right. that with we're, we still see that with the nft shit right like right. everybody hates that but it's not going away and right. and the people are learning to deal with it and a lot right. of the artists that we respect are are making those and making money on right. it um so like when the, all this is going down when the the uh the blockchain news happened and the emails went out and everybody got on twitter to you know voice their opinion of it like what what are you doing like what are, are you are you sweating are you like you know are you kind of like you know mm. let's see what happens or like you, you've got this saga planned out like mm. you know what um what what's as a creator like what are you thinking right now so uh it's definitely um probably too early to say exactly what's going to happen obviously so um or even if it's like that big of a deal i mean uh it's hard to say i mean it's everything gets really clickbaity head headline title you put nft crypto anything in in a title and it becomes um a hot uh, a hot issue and then also <laughs> twitter loves to to freak out and also comics twitter is just like the most prone to freaking out of of all, of all freakouts so we are I mean, an unstable bunch <laughs> yeah i mean we all make comics so we're all absolutely psychotic so there's anything <laughs> we'll, we'll trigger an episode and we'll just go on like a, a twitter rampage and wake up three days later like oh my god what have i been tweeting and retweeting <laughs> but it's uh so, so it's hard to um say exactly what's going to happen i think um, and it, it's hard to when you do have something that's planned as, as long as I do. I, I mean, hopefully, I mean, was hoping to and potentially will po probably still be using, depending on how things go, um, the platform for the entire saga. Um, so it's, you know, taking into taking that into account and thinking about, OK, what are other avenues I could take to if, if it becomes uh, something that's untenable, where it's like um most of the indie comics community doesn't want to use this website anymore or the i mean more details come out and it becomes something that doesn't you know make ethical sense if that's something that um most people decide is is uh, legitimate or something like that um i i mean i don't want to make too many you know comments on nfts because <laughs> i do think there are like some i mean like i said i think it's a very uh hot buzzy sort of um, headline-y type of thing. Um, and I do think there are actual uses for NFTs that would are, are good for consumers. Um, yeah, so, but, and that doesn't, you know, negate other, you know, environmental things. So uh, it's, it's hard to say, like I said, it's, it's probably too early um, to tell, but it definitely has me looking at other platforms. It's, it has me thinking about, okay, what, what's the difference between Kickstarter and Indiegogo then? Uh, or it's making me think about all these other platforms that you see indie creators tweeting about, like going towards, um, uh, I believe they're called Dauntless Stories, where they do have their own yeah. in-house um, kicks, like Kickstarter crowdfunding pl platform or other um, like more private curated Kickstarter platform, or I'm sorry, crowdfunding platforms, if that's the way to go with it, or will everyone just start selling more directly on their on their own websites? 
um, and will people, uh, the thing with Kickstarters and campaigns is it brings a lot of people and it's a call to action. So a lot of people, you'll get a lot more people um, sending you money and like buying your product than you would just like having it out on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially if you're like a smaller creator uh, that doesn't necessarily have the reach or the money for advertisements to continue to funnel large amounts of traffic towards your website. Um, so it's, it's hard to say where we're going to go, where, or what's, what's going to happen. And there's a lot of things going on in everyone's mind right now, but I think, you know, probably just needs a little time to, you know, take a deep breath. Um, I mean, we're, we're still seeing what's going to happen with Substack even a few months later. Um, so, and, and this Kickstarter thing isn't going to happen overnight. Um, and the, you know, from this, there are going to be other Kickstarter websites that um, I'm, I believe they're selling their, their, their source code or something like that, their, or, uh, how they're, how you make the, the secret sauce of a Kickstarter basically. <laughs> so like, there's going to be other platforms that come out even after this, that none of us even know about that might be the thing that takes over. I think what we know for a fact is crowdfunding isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Right. So I think w- if you take that, take that into account and remember like, okay, like no matter what, there's going to be a place for you to go and to funnel your traffic and for you to gain new followers and, and for your backers to go. Uh, you just need to find one that's reputable that people trust to put their money into um, and pro- hopefully has um, good discovery. I mean, Kickstarter isn't a, a perfect platform anyway, so maybe they're even better than Kickstarter. Maybe they have things that um, other cre- that creators have wanted that Kickstarter hasn't given out yet. So um, it's a little scary, but it also might be uh, a, an opportunity. You never know why, what might come from from this. Maybe Kickstarter's becomes even better. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> money from crypto makes it insane. And they have all these other different features that maybe it makes it a, a, a necessary evil. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's maybe that's controversial. I don't want to, but like, but who knows? I don't, I don't I'm know. I'm who so knows? ignorant about crypto right. stuff. I do like uh, I I in, I'm enjoying the um, the positivity, the look, you know, the the positive outlook because because it's amazing how every few months how something is going to ruin or kill comics dead. Right. Just like shoot them fucking dead in an alley way like bruce wayne's parents never to be found again right no one ever reads a comic again um you know i, I saw a lot of people talk like that when when Substack came out you know mm. that there are people that are so anti-digital that mm. were like will like threaten to like walk away from the medium i like like i've told numerous people and this is how i found kickstarter and crowdfunding I follow the stories mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I loved, I said, I still love X-Men comics, you know, like, but like I was buying X-Men comics when you could buy them at like Seven Eleven in the grocery store, when they were like everywhere in the nineties, when we were kids and like, you know, I learned about Marvel and DC. Right. And then I learned about indie comics and like spawn and, and, you know, Ninja Turtles and all this other shit. Right. And I was like, Whoa, there's, there's more than Marvel and DC. Right. And I started reading indie and I started getting really into that. And then I heard about another side of indie, like, you know, later on in life, a few years ago with Kickstarter and a lot of like these comics from Kickstarter were really fucking cool. And I started back in Kickstarter and, you know, like I, you can see behind me, like, I love books. I love tangible things. And, uh, but I also, I mean, I'm a comic reviewer. Like I get PDFs all the time. A lot of my reading is digital. I read on my tablet and it's, it's not a terrible experience and I don't feel like I'm losing anything of the story. And so, you know, it's, it's, we've, we come across these like weird, 
uh, hiccups uh, that uh, that sometimes I feel like are invented. Like they might not even be hiccups. Um, mm-hmm. But so, but with this news of the last couple of days, the only thing that upset me was a lot of the creators I like and that I back and that um, I enjoy, you know, backing their campaigns and, and they, they put out good work. I'm seeing a lot of people saying like, well, I won't put anything else out on Kickstarter. And then like Indiegogo has like a bunch of weirdness because it caters to some less than reputable people and it has a reputation in that regard. Uh, So, but I mean, you know, Kickstarter is the same. Like there's, there's bad shit on Kickstarter too. There's bad shit on YouTube. There's bad shit all over the internet. You know, you can't get rid of it. Um, You know, Substack and people were like, oh, it's all digital. I'll I'll never do this. Like, uh, and then, and then, you know, they were like, I don't want newsletter comics. And, and, you know, we're seeing now that like they, they send PDFs. It's not like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not that crazy, but I just, um, the, what I was worried about and part of what, like, I guess I consider my mission is with Blake's buzz is like, I want more people to, to do crowdfunding, to participate in it, to get to know the creatives. Cause you guys, I love Tom King, right? I love, mm-hmm. I, I love a lot of these iconic writers and artists. And, um, but like, you know, if I, if I tweet at, at Tom King, I don't know why I keep saying Tom King. Like um, people are like, this motherfucker's obsessed with Tom King. But like, <laughs> yeah. if I, if I tweeted a big name, right. Um, right. or post a review, like a Snyder or somebody, they may not see it because they have a hundred thousand followers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or they, they may not acknowledge it. Whereas like, kickstart if i write a review for saturn effects like or something similar like i'll mm. you guys will like dm the reviewer and you'll be like oh my god like you took the time out of your day to review my comic and like that was so special to me and then it's like special to me that like you know you have like this really unique interaction that you don't right. get um normally it's it's almost like a virtual con experience which has been nice mm. for the last couple years because i mean cons are now coming back but all that shit was shut down right so we didn't get interactions with writers and artists and how do you get sketches how do you get signed stuff well kickstarter you can get a sketch you can get a signed Mm -hmm. copy you can you can communicate with the creatives and and they communicate back with you uh and it's it's um it's it's kind of it's an it turns into uh purchasing a comic turns into an experience basically and, and, and like a, a, a unifying and positive experience. And I want more people to get over the bullshit of like, oh, I got to pay for shipping. Like, okay, yeah, like, you know, everyone always goes to like Amazon Prime and they're like, well, mm. we get free two-day shipping. Well, like, yeah, but like we pay 12 bucks a month for Amazon Prime. Right. It's not free, right? You know, it's sort of free, but it's, we're paying for that service. And so you, you get what you pay for basically. And mm. I've, I've been trying to get more people to experience Kickstarter and some people are very hesitant, right? <clears throat> they want to go to a comic shop and buy their comics. I get it. But, you know, now there's this new discourse and that's what upset me was like people like I'm going to leave Kickstarter. Fuck this. I'm done. We need to find other places. And then consumers being like, oh, like, cool. Crowdfunding is going to ruin the planet. And it was like, oh, fuck. Like, ooh, Mm. like, don't say that. That's that's that's, you know. And it's funny because like all we get mad at all this stuff for like, this is going to ruin the planet. This is going to ruin the planet. We ruined this fucking planet. We, (laughs) the people like we did this. We are the we're at fault here. You know, like I subscribe to Spotify. I buy things on Amazon. I subscribe to Disney. I like watching superhero movies like I 
you're the villain, right? You're supporting mm. these major companies that, that have a massive carbon footprint and do all sorts right. of terrible shit to everybody. So anyway, you know, ramble, ramble, ramble. I just did not like the negative notion that it put in, and you know, like people that like may have like taken a step towards a campaign, like, Oh, this looks interesting after the last couple of days may have very well been like, Ooh, and I don't want people to step back. You know, like I want people to take the step towards this right. awesome realm of indie comics. And it's a bummer that people are still hesitant to do so. And that's what I'm worried about. Right. And I'm with you. Like I, I don't want to change platforms. Um, I, I, I mean, it's almost like the, the word Kickstarter is almost like the word PlayStation, you know, like yeah. it's just like a universal term for crowdfunding or yeah. like PlayStation was for video games. And so it's just like, it's a lot to change. Uh, if, and, and, you know, and for you guys, you're in your third campaign, you guys build these followings. Right. And it's going to be a struggle for you all to be like, oh, we're switching platforms. Um, please come this way. You know, like it's, right. that's going to be a struggle too, on top of all the promo you have to do and everything else right. you guys do. So like it, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be here doing, doing my thing, you know, like I'll try and buy the comics when I, where I can, when I can. And, but yeah, I just, I, it, it's, it's weird, you know, and I don't really know where it's going to go. And what I found today is when I'm trying to research shit about this, like, uh, Bitcoin and, and blockchain and all this, mm. it's very hard to find reliable information on this stuff. Right. Like right. it gets weird. It gets, and, and it starts sounding like a cult. And then it's like, right. And it's like, what is like, what is, what is good information? What is the right information? So it's, it's hard to research. It's very confusing. Right. It's everybody's got a fucking opinion about it. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a weird moment. And, and I'm just, you know, like, I, I just, my heart goes out to you guys. Like I said, like, you've got these like campaigns planned for the future. Uh, and, and everybody's got new books coming out and then, and now you got to think about like, well, where are we going to do this? Right. If, yeah. So yeah. I, you know, I don't know. So not to like, <laughs> not to like shit on your positive outlook. That's, it's okay. But I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure these are things you've, you've thought about yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm, I got, I, I mean, I've, I've got several campaigns going that I've backed right now. Uh, that, you know, I'm not just going to be like, well, fuck Kickstarter. Uh, Cause like, I guess, I think if you start saying that mm. you're not just saying fuck Kickstarter, you're also saying fuck indie comics and you're also saying fuck these creatives that, and this is your right. guys's like livelihood, you know? Right. So we need these, we need these stories. We need these outlets. Uh, I don't, I don't know about digital currency. I mean, the only <laughs> thing I think is weird. The real weird part is that I mm. can't use PayPal on Kickstarter. Yeah. But I they want to just, they just want to be like, uh, I don't know about this PayPal stuff, but then they're like, yeah, blockchain crypto. That's where, you know, like, wait, right. where, where did you, how did you like do this hop, skip and a jump to this? <laughs> right. So, right. And that know. is interesting. I'm surprised that they don't have PayPal integration yet. Surprise. Cause I'm not going to lie. I play dangerous games with my bank account and okay. the, the way my job pays is, is mm. I get paid on the 15th and the last day of the month. Right. Right. Which is usually about how Kickstarter campaigns begin and end right. is mid month and end of the month. And so if I had the option to PayPal where I could be like, Oh, well, PayPal won't charge this till Monday. Mm. We could, you know, like I wouldn't have to like mm. change my 
uh, bids to digital based sometimes. But you know, that's me just being terrible with money, but all, it's just weird that like, you know, I, I, you know, I like PayPal where I don't have to put like my credit card number in everywhere. Like right. I've always liked that. It's easy and it's simple. Right. And it's just, it's weird. It's weird what they want to embrace and not embrace and mm -hmm. all this clusterfuck that's happening right now, I guess. I don't know. Agreed. <laughs> but it hasn't taken effect yet. So folks, you should get on the internet and you should go check out Chris's Kickstarter and you should back Saturn Effect Alpha 1 through 3 uh, because I have I just read issue 3 and I won't spoil anything but it's very damn good uh, it's it's beautiful, it's action packed Thanks, it's, uh, it's intense and I'm really stoked to read the new part uh, to see how like I said, I already dig how you changed the viewpoints but like to mm. get a whole issue of Helena like mm. after seeing her and, and uh, she's, a, she's a badass like she's uh, she, you know, she, she doesn't she doesn't fuck around you know like i'm ready i'm ready to see i'm ready to see what you do with that uh and and i, I anyways i um i know i i'm you're the one who's supposed to be talking not me <laughs> no worries, man. this is your show that's, that's my <laughs> i i have a hard time shutting up but i was really stoked here, to man. uh to to talk about like just to kind of see what was going on in in your guys's heads about with, mm. with the change and what that's going to mean and I, and I guess like like you said like we don't really know maybe it'll be a big thing maybe it won't you know there's mm. there's still going to be crowdfunding though i think that's a good message to put out that this this way of making comics uh you know call it crowdfunding call it self-publishing call it what you will is not gonna it's not dead it's not gonna die it works uh right. it's, and it's a it's a beautiful thing uh i it's it's interesting to me because i review a lot of comics man and it's shocking sometimes like how good some of this shit is and it can't find a home with a publisher like that blows my mind like i'm like yeah. I'm, half the time i'm like what like it's crazy that you have to do this like you're like like the like the like the the beautiful person at the high school dance right who's who doesn't have right. anyone to dance with that's what it kind of feels like, like everybody should want to dance with this person i don't know right there just happens to be a lot of beautiful people at this dance i guess yeah right yeah, yeah. like there's just too much there's just too much ass in the gymnasium yeah, too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow let's write that one down somebody that's a <laughs> yeah let's put in the next comic so what are um what are you reading right now? Like or what what influenced Saturn Effect or what news like what are you back on Kickstarter? What's what's what kind of stuff are you into? All right. Well, let's see. What what am I reading right now? I think the only thing that I'm like religiously reading is Robin and the new Venom stuff. And on Kickstarter, I'd have to open up my Kickstarter to see exactly exactly what I'm backing. I back I back a few things. Right. I, I don't remember shit. I'm just like, yep, yeah, yep, yep. Exactly. <laughs> it's 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 a lot of um of indie stuff that uh um that pops up on my Twitter that I know the creator or I interact with them online parasocially. So uh, I wanna, you know help them out and uh um yeah i mean uh, I, most of the stuff i read is 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 either the new stuff from the big two or other you know independent publishers just to keep up on like what's popular and like what other people are reading like if there's an, a popular a number one coming out or if there's like a really popular um series that everybody's reading i want to keep up to you know figure out like okay what makes this popular everything is also market research so reading everything is market research ordering um or backing other people's kickstarters is market research because i get to see 
you know, why people really like their book or how they send their book or what kind of things that they like to put in as their add-ons or what kind of products they like to put in their tiers and what, and you know, uh, the like. And um, so, I mean, it's specifically, I, 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 there's a few things I've been reading, but, um, but, but yeah, well, what about, what about you, Blake? What have, what have you been reading? Dude, got anything, uh, got any recommend recommendations for me? I just got into manga in a okay. really badly intense way where I just am like blowing some money. Uh, I'm reading Alita battle angel right now, which is okay. insane. Um, Classic. I just read Akira. I got the Akira box set Classic. and like blew through that. Um, I am, um, I'm trying to get Chainsaw Man, uh, but the volumes are so hard to get. And great book, but so I subscribe to Viz now because it's two dollars right. a month. And like, how great a deal is that? Two dollars a month for like tens of thousands of, of, of manga to read, mm -hmm. like at your fingertips. Uh, Kaiju number eight was really Kaiju awesome, is great, also. Uh, and then I just, um, so like I had some family stuff go down and um, I got like kind of like sad and uh, manga and anime like I kind of embraced like the weebness that I haven't mm. embraced in a while. So like when I was a kid, like Cartoon Network, I used to watch we used to, we watched like Gundam Wing, uh, right. Gun, uh, Gundam Wing and um, oh uh i i watched dragon ball z sometimes but i was never super into it but like mm. i used to watch anime after school with my friends on cartoon network all the time right and i kind of fell out of anime and i just got caught up with like demon slayer and mm. now i like would i would love to get that set of, of manga um mm. i'm about to dive into jujutsu kaisen i've heard Jiu that's really good um, so yeah, anyways, like, uh, manga's, manga's blowing me away. I'm, right. uh, I'm right now. What I'm reading is the Charles soul, um, high Republic novel, because I've been mm. buying all this high Republic stuff and I can't read any of it. Cause I haven't finished soul's novel. Cause mm. there's like, I started the, the Marvel series and it spoiled some stuff. So I have to finish mm. this novel I've had forever to read these mm. other novels and comics and stuff. So yeah, but yeah, manga is uh, manga, manga. I don't know. When I say manga, I sound like a pretentious douchebag. Like. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, I, that's just uh, really, really um, impressing me. Right. Uh, and and I'm having so much fun with it. Uh, Helsing. I, I'm I'm on the. I got mm. the three deluxe volumes of Helsing. I've knocked out two of those. Like okay. Nazi vampires. Like fuck yeah, man. Nice. Like the just the rampant slaughter. Like it's crazy. Um. So yeah, it's it's like a whole new deal, and it mm -hmm. has uh, really distracted me from like the you know the the family shit that's going on, and and uh, right. I I forgot how to read for myself for mm -hmm. a while because I was like trying to review everything and right. interview prep and stuff, and um, this whole weird experience has shown me that like. A, I've always been scared that if I don't review enough, like people are I'm, like the publishers are going to take me off their reviewer list. That mm. hasn't happened yet. So I found out that's not the case. Okay, nice. Uh, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, like uh, I'm just, I'm having a whole, a real good time. Like just mm. the whole cinematic approach of manga and like how fast yeah. it moves and just, right. just the art. Like I love the the art. It's so cool. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm reading and, and some Star Wars shit. Yeah. And, some Star Wars also the High Republic stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm also a big fan of manga too. Um, and I actually have a couple stories that are coming out that are heavily inspired by uh, manga. I have a uh, short in my uh, one of my editors' um, upcoming anthology, um, Gerald Von Carr, his uh, breakneck fantasy anthology. Um, I have a I have a short with uh, an artist, Marco Del Forno, 
Uh, and that's like uh, very heavily inspired by manga. And then I also have a story coming out next year with uh, an, another Italian artist named Fabio Violante. And uh, it's a think Evangelion meets Stranger Things. Um, so <laughs> Fuck me. This yeah. Gonna be... Do you want me to like send you money now? <laughs> I am there for that. Well, get get ready. It's uh it's it's probably one of my favorite stories that I've written. It's got everything that I love after the Saturn effect, basically. <laughs> um, and it's it's uh it's a really awesome story. It's um it's sci-fi, but it's not as far in the future as um as the siren effect. So keep it keep an eye out on that and uh hopefully uh, uh it'll be a, a welcome addition to the Red Sea comics um catalog. Very cool, man. Yeah, that's another great thing about uh kick uh, or kickstarting crowdfunding is the anthology deal. Mm. Uh I I am wildly impressed by people's ability to do that um because with prose you know a short story you know you you can do a lot with 10 pages of prose or 15 pages or i mean shit if you're stephen king you can put out you know 80 page short stories but like fuck you that's a novella but but you you know like you when you when (laughs) you have that name you can do whatever you can be like oh yeah here's this 80 page short story and somebody will be like i'll publish it um but you know it's it's so intense to me and and it's crazy that like i'm working on something right now which but to in in five to ten pages uh that's not a lot of story in a comic script you know like that's not a lot of room to play with you have to like you have to like hit the ground running and you have to make your character real in a short time and and you have to make your character do something and emerge changed right like Mm -hmm. something has to happen that's very important um and the artist so yeah that's that's my nightmare that i'm dealing with right now but you know that's Mm. it's funny that like the comic um the comic schools like that's where they start you they're like do a five-page comic do a Mm. 10-page comic like i feel like that's harder than like a serialized 20 to 30 page you know chapter one chapter two chapter three uh, so it's really impressive to me when you guys can like do these these shorts and and make it like a good story. Like it blows my mind. And I so I I, I really dig anthologies. The only thing I don't dig is they're just kind of expensive. But mm. uh, I like that the right. artists like people get paid. You, you're getting paid. So like you're you're paying these teams that they get something right. to do this. Um, I just backed. Uh, I just, I just I just spent some bucks on Nightmare Theater Volume One and Two, mm-hmm. uh, the horror anthology, uh, and I'm really stoked to get those. So yeah, that's one of my uh, like off into the sunsets coming out soon, I think, mm-hmm. and all right. these cool anthologies. So yeah, that's that's another like crowdfunding deal where like you know, are what's going to happen to those? You know, if, right. if it goes awry, like you know, so yeah, I mean, Mad Cave kind of did one. Mad Cave did their new. Uh, in october they they put out mm. an anthology um but i mean and i guess you could kind of say like image did it with uh, the silver coin right but that's still like they gave them a whole issue you know it wasn't like right. a collection of you know five to ten to fifteen page stories so you're dealing with different animals but it seems like more and more people like that especially with horror mm. like uh, people love the the quick hit horror comic you know like mm. it's, it's interesting what have you ever like so i mean you're obviously you're 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 pretty good at sci-fi but like you know uh when you talk about like earlier when you talked about how you uh, you know embrace like imagery in your 
writing. I think mm-hmm. horror is a great way to do that in genre. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's a good genre to like, you, you, you know, it, it, it moves people and scares people. And uh, every, there's a huge visual, you know, factor in horror. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. do you ever write scary stuff or you, is that kind of not your jam? I actually do write scary stuff and I do have a uh, sci-fi horror thriller that's um, in production that um, should be coming out hopefully next year at some time um, that has uh, the artist uh, Brian Escuro, um, who I've met online and um, the colorist tentatively right now is... Um, marissa louise so um it's a uh, busy dude man you got got a lot of books you got a lot of books in your pocket a lot of books and that that one's almost we're almost two books deep uh, on that one and um that book it follows a rich black family as they bring home a terrifying alien to take care of their family estate so think uh get out meets et or get out meets alien wow yeah so that that should be coming out next year also and so, yeah, I do like or do write horror things. That was, um, I think horror sort of lends itself to um, this ability to like, what, you know, when we were talking about poetry, the the way to code things, right? Horror just has like this coding of, you know, uh, maybe more scary things in society than maybe a nature poem does, um, you know, maybe. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think horror is lends itself to shorter things. It lends itself to longer things. Horror is just like really good genre. I think to even start out when if you're trying to write something, um, like something psychological or something um, scary, just because it's um, you know the task immediately. If you're a write like so if you're a new writer, you know the task. You're trying to elicit some sort of a stress response from your reader. Um, how you go about that um, is really up to you. Then there's a lot of different um, tropes and sort of genre um, expectations that we all have baked into ourselves because we've all even if you don't like scary stuff. Um, you've seen some scary stuff and hopefully if you're writing something scary, you like scary stuff. So you've seen a decent amount of scary stuff. So, you know, all the tropes and all the mechanisms and, um, inherently in you from just watching and consuming this media. Um, and I think horror is one of those genres where it's easy to, or easier, I should say, to sort of like dip your foot in and sort of like get, try and write something that has some depth that has um, like some other meaning, but also is able to deliver on what you want to do, which is like scare people in whatever way you're trying to scare people. Um, so yeah, horror, I do write horror and I do think horror is a great genre to, for, to start out in and also just to write whenever, obviously we'll write whenever. Um, and I, I do write other stuff that's not just sci-fi. Um, like I said, I wrote a, a fantasy thing for um, my my friends, uh, my editor's anthology. Um, but a lot of stuff that I write has a sci-fi bend. I mean, we live in the future, so it's it's hard. <laughs> I mean, like when in a in a world, and I say this a lot, but in a world where like UFOs are real, like the American government has been like, yo, UFOs, those are a thing. Like that, like we're just in a sci-fi movie. Like and and, and nobody cares. It's just like yeah this is sci-fi i mean like we have all this other shit going on it's like you couldn't even write a movie like this you couldn't even write it so yeah like i i I was talking to that with some friends the other day about like everybody like forgot about that like oh like people fucking storm the capital oh we're in the midst of like a multi-layered pandemic oh everybody's wearing masks and like the air is trying to kill us right and the government was like yeah there's like some ufo videos like to try and distract us and everybody was like yeah we'll deal with that later dude i was like like, whoa time out like they're real like i knew it like i always knew when i was a kid do you remember the show sightings i don't 
okay there was this show called sightings and it was on regular mm. tv okay. and it was like it was like uh unsolved mysteries but okay. with aliens and right. like i dude i used to watch the shit by myself right. and just scare the bejesus out of myself because right. i was like an alien's gonna come and get me like they're gonna see that i'm watching this and i know too much <laughs> they're gonna take me away right i remember going to see like fire in the sky when i was a kid right. and that was like not a movie for a kid to go see right and that really screwed me up too <laughs> right. and, but it's funny because like these things that like gave me like really intense terrifying nightmares mm. and like traumatized me for mm. a week as a kid like now i'm older and and like that's totally affected like mm. the stories that the media i consume the pros right. and stories i consume and things i want right. to write and create and so yeah it's uh but yeah that, like horror sci-fi is like a forever like comfort zone for me mm. like event uh, horizon is one of my favorite movies uh you know like uh, i could watch sam neil like peel his own eyes out and spin around in that chair mm. like all day uh but yeah so it's um i and i always loved horror because i feel like uh to really know or to write good horror you have to like know people mm. um great horror it, it doesn't just scare you it like manipulates your emotions so like you know, mm. sci-fi, you have to, like, take things that we know as normative and make them alien, which is really hard. Like, mm. you have to try really hard and be really smart about it. And that's and, and do so that great sci-fi writers are are few and far between, I think, because it's a challenge. Um, horror, like you can be funny, right? Like what's what's one of the top horror movies ever scream and they keep making right. them. But but because it made us laugh, it turned us on and it scared right. us. Right. And it right. like does all these things simultaneously. And I love how like great horror celebrates like the humanness in us all. It's right. like I always thought that was cool, even if we're dealing with like like monsters and vampires and or like you know gothic shit like you know it's still like there's a celebration of human even in body horror it's like we have to think of like our bodies and but what if what if they turned against us right like right. and in all the unique unique ways we can do that so yeah right. horror horror is really cool and um that that's dope like i'm i'm excited for your for your future projects i hope i can afford them it sounds like you've told us like you've got like 50 million fucking comics about to come out so hopefully i can <laughs> i can be around to back and we'll be like god damn like chris moses breaking the breaking the bank i gotta take a loan out to back all your hundreds of books coming out over the next couple months hopefully That's they stay affordable um <laughs> but and hopefully we'll have them available at every subsequent kickstarter I, I ran this is my second one of the year hopefully next year we'll be running um hopefully somewhere three to four uh, or awesome. whatever whatever platform we're on um somewhere, <laughs> somewhere around three to four campaigns so there'll be multiple opportunities and everything will be up at, at least digital copies will always be available at my website so redseacomics.com for anybody listening so um yeah I, there's definitely a lot a lot to come um uh, and yeah, one last thing on aliens. It's you, like I said, you wouldn't be able to write this because, you know, like you said, we all like ignore what's go was like, you couldn't just like announce that and think that nobody would pay attention. Like you, no writer was like, <laughs> oh yeah. And then in the future they'll announce this. And then everyone's decided that they didn't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> it's like, nobody could have predicted. Like this, it's, that's why, well, yeah. Life is just the strangest story of all, I guess. That, that, that is true, man. Um, well, like, like you just mentioned so as a polite the polite podcast host that i am you did mention your website so i guess 
this is the part where we need to make sure everybody knows where to find you all your details even the shit you don't want us to find out about where are your dirty secrets online where are like twitter instagram facebook like where's the best place to find you let's let's make sure everybody can can get the get the chris moses deets okay so if you want to follow me specifically uh check me out on twitter uh our at our chris moses um, you can find my independent label, Red Sea Comics, at www.redseacomics.com or at Red Sea Comics on Instagram or at Red Sea Comics on Twitter. You could also follow my independent sci-fi book that's also under the Red Sea label, uh, The Saturn Effect, which is kickstarting right now um, for issues one through three of The Saturn Effect Alpha and our newest uh, spinoff series, The Saturn Effect Helena, number one. Uh, and you can find us at www.thesaturneffect.com where you can find three free issues, The Saturn Effect Ajax 1 through 3. And you can also find us on Instagram at The Saturn Effect and on Twitter as well at The Saturn Effect. Um, and it's all on Facebook also at The Saturn Effect and Red Sea Comics. So it's really easy. Just type in The Saturn Effect. You'll find me somewhere. <laughs> type in Red Sea Comics. You'll find me. Um, type in uh, Chris Moses, comic writer. I mean, my SEO isn't good enough to type in Chris Moses yet, but help me out. Google Chris Moses and go through a few pages till you find me. Bump me up in the in the algorithm because I want to be able to Google myself uh, and not have to scroll forever to find myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> but until then, uh, like I said, Twitter are Chris Moses, and you can get a a little bit closer of a look into the mind of of me, I guess, as I be annoying and shamelessly promote myself a twenty four seven. Hey man, that we we all got to do it, right? That's. Uh... I keep for everybody keeps telling me I got to keep reminding people like uh, I heard three times a week. I'm supposed to remind people that I put out a podcast like Mm. release midweek and then one time before the new podcast comes out. And I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) it's already bad enough, man. Like when when I have to do like I have to when I tweet something or whatever, like Mm. I'm like, oh, like this. okay, I got to do this here. I got to do this on the Blake's Buzz Facebook. I got to do this on Instagram. Mm. It's like. Man, and I don't even have like a, a project. <laughs> it's just me. It's just me being like, "Hey, I wrote this blog post. So let me tell you three times." Like, "Oh, I put out this podcast." But anyway, that's um, a project, man. Oh, it's, it's well, it's it's. I love it. Like, uh, like talking to you tonight was super fun. Uh, I I really dug nerding out with you. Uh, I I love like it's, it's just like I we're friends now basically because yeah, you're course, you're an English nerd. You're we're into manga with. I love your I love your comics. Uh, Thanks, speaking man. of, like we said, the campaign for Saturn Effect Alpha One through Three and Helena is live right now. Um, there's there's links everywhere. You can go to his internet profiles and he's got he's got links for you to find it. Uh, if Santa's bringing you coal for Christmas. Treat your fucking selves, ladies and gentlemen, because this is an affordable Kickstarter that you need to read. Uh, you can do digital. You can do physical. They're all affordable. It's not going to break the bank. He's running it till Christmas, and I can guarantee you that these are comics you want to read. Even if you're not a fan of sci-fi, which what's wrong with you? You should be. Sci-fi is fucking awesome, but there's just it's there it's very human he's dealing with real life problems that is going to make you think about the world around us in different ways which is just what great literature is supposed to do uh it it grounds you it gives you an experience and it makes you think differently the saturn effect does all these things it's really cool the art is nuts like it's just beautiful every page I love the, the the splash pages. God, the, these guys do splash pages, folks, like you wouldn't believe. Um, back it, do it. 
uh, he's he's about halfway there. I think we got a couple weeks left. Uh, yep. Do it. Do it for me. I just want this comic, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get this funded for this for these these awesome creatives. And yeah, man, I am. I'm super stoked about your future projects. Like everything I've heard tonight, uh, you have you've got a backer out of me, sir. Like I would love to be there to thanks, man. Uh, check out more of your stuff because you're 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 a talent. You're a good dude, and uh, you know I'm I'm here for it. It's awesome. I appreciate that, man. Uh, and thank you for having me on. It really means a lot. Uh, taking taking an hour and a half, an hour and a half plus to talk to me about uh, my my crazy stories. Um, so I appreciate <laughs> it, and I appreciate you taking a look and reading them all. It means a lot. Hey man, hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna send me free comics, man, I'm at least gonna read them. <laughs> right, great. I mean that's a that's a that's the right thing to do, right? right? I did I did interview uh who uh the guys who wrote uh Frank at Home on the Farm. Mm. <laughs> they were like, they were like, yeah, thanks for reading the comic, and I was like what was i supposed to do like how how are we going to interview about your book if i don't read it and they were like well the last interview we did the guy just read the first issue and i was like oh shit and so i don't know but like you know, my life is boring i'm single i had no kids like i i read i read all the time right. and then and i talk in this fucking microphone a couple times right i feel that bro. i feel that brother it's okay <laughs> we're all in it together <laughs>